This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Bartholomew Town is brought to you in part by the University of Rhode Island Online, who offer a wide array of programs. Visit uri.edu slash online to learn more. One of the quintessential Rhode Island bands in our really wide, diverse, and exciting music community is Badfish, which is known really globally as the premier tribute to Sublime, uh, a band that emerged out of South County, Rhode Island, out of the University of Rhode Island. I remember seeing you guys play at URI and at the Ocean Mist, so on and so forth in the early 2000s. You exploded, uh, became, like I said, really uh, just a, a super popular act in and of yourself. Um, the the Notwithstanding the fact that you're a tribute band, you be, you did something that is almost impossible to do in that space, which is to carve out your own identity and your own brand. So a really exciting uh, opportunity here to have you on the show. And we, we speak today on the heels of what will be new music, original music that you're releasing. So uh, Scott Beejan, thanks so much for uh, joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Really uh, happy to be here. You know, I remember back in the day, pre certainly pre Spotify Bandcamp and all that checking out your website and you did have original tunes up on your site you've certainly had originals as a part of the story for a while what's this new music all about and and how does it stand out from some of the stuff you've done in the past uh yeah they, we, we've had we, we've had some stabs at original music throughout our like 20 plus years of doing the sublime tribute and um you know, most notably, we had a, an original project that we called Scotty Don't that was a uh, in the mid 2000s or so. We uh, started writing some songs and, you know, I, I think we were just trying to figure out what our musical identity was at that time. And we were we weren't necessarily trying to write to a sublime audience. We have so many other influences as, as musicians. Um, so the music styling and the, well, the style of the, of the, the songs was kind of all over the place, which I liked. And I think a lot of people enjoy, too. We still have a lot of fans of, of that part of our original music uh, history that still request these songs live even which is so cool but um i think we just weren't quite ready yet i don't think that we had coalesced uh, or or at least we hadn't come together in a in a way that we could have a common ground of this is our this is our aim i think any artist needs to have that sort of focus in a way and we just weren't quite there yet uh so what where we are now is um just feeling a lot more focused uh there's there's there, there's it's maybe it's a bit more in line with what people might expect to hear from a sublime tribute band but it also has you know sublime dates back to the you know the, the 90s so we're we there's a lot that's happened since then in the in the worlds of reggae and you know alternative rock and all and all this and uh i think where we are now feels like just a really good sweet spot to be in uh, in terms of our our musical sensibilities and putting this together it's always magical when you land in that place as an artist because it's something that is impossible to force. You you right. You can force songwriting and it happens all the time and it's it sometimes works in terms of people saying, "All right, you know, that was good," but for for you to feel like, "All right, we've actually we're in the place we want to be musically." That's a really special scenario that it requires a lot of alignment of the stars and the human beings involved to just kind of strike that lightning. Absolutely. And, and you're right. You can't force it. It just sort of has to happen. And, and um, we feel like now it's 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 happening in a way that it, it wasn't able to in the past. So uh, what's the what is the path for for Badfish as an original act in terms of 
you know, is it something that you want to break away from the tribute aspect of things? Or do you see it as sort of this perfect marriage of you've got an audience, you've got a foundation, you've got a, a business that is there for you and and a platform. But at the same time, it's is it is it something that you're looking to sort of move away from? Or is this short, sort of in tandem with your your tribute work? Yeah, that's we don't really know have an answer to that question. Honestly, it's um, it's a, it's tricky uh, and it's always been tricky, which I think is is part of why it's been a little bit difficult for us to uh, get to where where we are now, uh, striking that balance. We still enjoy playing the sublime music. And obviously that's kind of our been our bread and butter. Um, so we're going to just do our best to strike that balance. And well, it, it will really depend on how these original new original tracks uh, are received by our, our the fans that come to the show. And if, if there's a, if people want to hear us play them, we will play them live and we'll continue to play them and maybe more of them. And at some point we'll have to make some sort of a pivot. We just, it's kind of exciting that we don't have an answer to that. Uh, although from a business point of view, maybe a bit ha- haphazard, but w- what can we do? I mean, we're, we're, we're we want to just, we, we do continue, want to continue to write. We still want to continue to play the sublime song. So we're just going to forge ahead and see what happens. I made an argument just randomly before we even scheduled this interview over the, I guess it was over Thanksgiving that I was kind of recapping or re- recalling Rhode Island music to somebody who, um, is new to newish to the scene and really mm-hmm. sees it as Providence and Newport centric. Really, right now it's Providence centric. And I made the argument that, that back in the early two thousands, you you certainly had a lot going on in Providence and Fort Thunder. There were really amazing things happening, but South County was almost the epicenter of Rhode Island music. You guys, M um, eighty. Yeah. I mean, you think about the Jungle Dogs were still hot at that point. There's a lot of really cool singer songwriters emerging. It was a really special time, and there was a flavor to South County music at that point in time. You've been able to carry that torch. Now, today, there's bands like Dude Man Bro that are popping up and others that are that are just kind of re- reviving that sort of mixture of it's a little bit reggae, it's a little bit singer-songwriter, it's a little bit alternative rock. It's it, The music almost tastes like matunic in a way and it <laughs> yeah, has that flavor sure. what, what do you think that is the environment that influences the the artists that come out of the region that's great that's a great question and, and and i agree like there is a there is a vibe down in specifically southern rhode island and yeah going back to the jungle dogs i mean you know the the, the ravers right uh you know sure. uh even even back to uh some of the more hardcore stuff that that, that was around that also, you know, M- obviously M80, more of a punk band, but also that for some reason, right, uh, you know, M80, brunt of it, these, these kinds of bands that were p- popular down this way, it could be reggae, singer, songwriter, but also a little bit punk rock and hardcore, but it always had that flavor of, of this Southern South County vibe for, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. Um, I've been happy, you know, I've been uh, fortunate enough to live down this way for uh close to 15 years now. Uh, I'm a, I'm a URI alum. So I, you know, g- going back to the early two thousands, basically since, you know, bad fi- early Batfish time. So, um, for me, I didn't grow up here. I grew up in Northern Rhode Island. So to find myself down here, uh, in college and then basically beyond in, in absorbing all of these different musical influences, I, I agree with you, but I have no idea what it is that that makes it so sort of its own identity. But it's it absolutely is, and I think anyone that just know it's like if you know, you know. It's 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 really the epitome of of that saying, and I, I can't really put my finger on it beyond that. 
What's uh, what is the rollout of the of the new music look like? And what's your schedule look like here coming out of COVID nineteen, where everything changed, everything shifted, yet you've been able to persevere as an act. What does that do to kind of drive your schedule over the next uh, year as this music's rolled out? It's, uh, the new music uh, rollout schedule. Uh, we have a our first single called "High with You" that's dropping this Friday, uh, the fifteenth, I believe it is, and. Um, we have a few other songs in the pipeline that we're really excited about. Uh, the plan is is to, to just get this single get this single out on, on all of the streaming platforms. Uh, we have a tour coming up. We have a lot of tour dates coming up. Uh, once after Christmas, we're basically off and running for a while, and um, we're, we plan on playing at this song, perhaps another one or two originals on uh, on these tour dates. Scott, thanks so much for your time this morning. I appreciate. It. I look forward to uh, talking to you more in depth at some point here. Absolutely. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate you having me. We're brought to you in part by Half Street Group, who bring a new generation's perspective to leadership communications, strategic public relations, and digital marketing. Half Street helps organizations and leaders take control of their own stories and manage their reputations. They get results for their clients by focusing on audience, message, and culture and by leveraging their decade-long relationship with media and opinion leaders in the Ocean State and throughout New England. Join me and Half Street Group founder and president Mike Rea for a conversation every month about news of the day, the hottest media analysis, and a look behind the scenes at how impactful leaders drive conversations. Learn more at halfstreetgroup.com. We're also brought to you by Navigant Credit Union. As Rhode Island's first-ever member-owned credit union, Navigant Credit Union has been a staple in the local business community for more than 108 years. Today, Navigant is a $3.4 billion institution serving more than 136,000 members across 25 physical branch locations. But since its founding in 1915, the mission has never changed. Navigant Credit Union's team of financial professionals have remained committed to improving the financial well-being of the families, businesses, and communities they serve across Rhode Island. Learn more at navigantcu.org. And we're brought to you by CCA Health Rhode Island. Commonwealth Care Alliance, or CCA, is a multi-state integrated care system influencing innovative models of complex care nationwide. CCA's Uncommon Care model focuses on sustainable and evidence-based healthcare breakthroughs that improve the health and well-being of people with significant needs and is consistently recognized as one of the best models in the country at identifying and serving traditionally hard-to-reach individuals. CCA is excited to bring Uncommon Care to Rhode Islanders with a range of Medicare Advantage plans. Learn more at commonwealthcarealliance.org backslash Rhode Island.